All right, now that we got spring seedlings out of the way, let's get down to the cream of the crop. See what I did there? It's all about summer veggie seedlings today. You ready for this? This is what we're going to talk about, and it's going to be different than last episode. So go ahead and slap your earphones in, turn it up a little bit, because right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, we're going to talk about starting summer veggies. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. It's the cream of the crop day right here. You like that, didn't you, Batavia? You're so greedy. You got the smile and the grin from me in the intro. And look at you, coming back for more. Hell yeah, I'm coming back for more. (laughs) Of course I am, wouldn't you? (laughs) So uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one today for sure. And just to reiterate, if you guys listened last week, there are differences. So we are going to kind of pick up where we left off and keep flowing in that direction but there are some very big differences between starting summer seeds and spring seeds and most people i feel like start summer seeds so this will definitely apply and if you don't this is going to be a good way for you to start getting into that mode Mm -hmm. so batavia before we get going anywhere what's our spring countdown it's i mean we're breaking it down into well we're not at single digits we're at single weeks. Yeah, we're definitely at single weeks. So my count says in my favorite website, time and date. <laughs> oh, Be careful what you ask for. We are under 40 days. We are at 39 days, under six weeks until spring. So uh, the people who run timeanddate.com, if you'd like to get in touch with us, apparently <laughs> we are big supporters of your website. So thank you very much. But no, that's um, that's getting pretty close. So this is at the point where I could see the other side. Like I, it's it's gonna happen. Like there are years where I just I, maybe it's never gonna come. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, that's how dark winter can be, right? Um, but yeah, this is the point. I can when almost I, touch it. This is the point when I lived up north where I would get the most depressed because I'm used to at this time things really. You know, you start to get glimmers of hope for you get warmer days now because that's what we're mm-hmm. starting. We're starting to get those warmer days and we'll still get colder days. But back then when I lived up there, man, it was it was still buck ass cold right this time of year. So, yeah, but I mean, if this is what this show was about, I could look up February temperatures last year. No, on, you know, again, one of my favorite sites. But since that's not the focus of this show. Yeah, we don't want everybody to uh, fall asleep on us. But what we do want to know. <laughs> Is what are you starting for summer? Give us your seed list for summer, roughly. Oh, so all of the things. Um, I'm going to do an experiment. and I'm, Always starts this way. Always. I love a good garden experiment. So I'm going to start um, squash, summer squash, like zucchini and yellow squash indoors. But I'm going, which last year, I think I direct sowed them. And the year before that, I think I started them indoors. In both years, they succumbed to, you know, what's the the dirty old bastard? Well, no, that was a whole wrapper. The little you know? bastards. Um, 
Yeah, the little bastards uh, squash vine borer. So it didn't make it through like a real harvest in either years. But I'm going to start them indoors for summer. But my experiment is I'm going to spend the four bucks on a transplant from the you know nursery. Because I'm telling you, I've never had squash vine borer until I started putting out my own vegetable plants. So I'm just saying. Really? Mm-hmm. I have. So I'm going to go ahead and debunk that, but that's okay. But what else are you starting? Seeds-wise. Oh. So let's not talk about oh, stuff you're buying. Seed-wise. Yeah. Well, I'm starting in those as well. Oh, okay. Um, laundry list, tomatoes, okra, cucumbers, melons, uh, peppers of all kinds. Uh, what else for summer? I think that's, I'm going to do, I, I'm going to do some summer lettuces. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a lie. They're not summer lettuces. That's just, that's, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm going to do lettuce that is said to be heat tolerant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to count green beans as summer because I don't know when the other time of year to grow them. Um, so not peas, but green beans. No, I'm not going to start those inside. Which episode is this again? Man, you grief. are crazy. What is going on today? Yeah, I so know. I want to say this too. Around. When I said, let's get back to what seeds you're starting, I saw a glimmer of old year Batavia. Look, if you cut your eyes at me and I felt the cut mm-hmm. down to my soul. So <laughs> it yeah, made me a little there was- nervous. <laughs> We're getting on the tail end. So maybe it is that you said this was the most depressing time when you lived in the North. Yeah. Like maybe that's where the old Batavia creeps back in because she's held on with all of her hopefulness through the coldest times of winter and she just has no more to give. Yeah, this was the time where I would would seriously start all seeds I could just to kind mm -hmm. of get going because I was so excited to to grow food again. I would be so excited and I'd have so long to wait. I, this mm-hmm. is really where I did all of my experimenting was this time of year doing exactly what we're talking about today. So um, my list is a lot like yours, um, even down to the squashes, but I'm not buying squashes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start them um, periodically throughout to try and beat the squash vine borer. So I'm going to secession mm-hmm. sow them in d- multiple places, but I'm expanding my varieties and if you go back and you want to listen to the new stuff we're trying, <clears throat> so I'm doing melons, okra, tomatoes, lots of peppers. Um, I'm doing other stuff in the garden, but I'll leave that out. Brussels sprouts again, um, peanuts and soybeans, edamame to be exact, and then sweet potatoes. And that should about cover or oh, and charge like some, some heat tolerant greens, but that'll kind of give you an idea. And then there's other stuff that I'm going to direct. sow, but I'm not really going to focus on that right now. We'll have a whole nother show about direct sowing at some point. Yes, but yes, yes, ma'am. So it's interesting because I am going to do sweet potatoes, but for whatever reason, I separated that in my mind, but you're totally starting them indoors. Yeah. Right. You know, um, speaking of some of my potatoes from last year, I've been rubbing off the chits, trying to hold on to them for <laughs> a little while longer, because <laughs> I'm like, at this point, I'm pretty close to getting outside and and being able to use these as seed potatoes. Yeah. yeah you need to send me if you have some chittings, pop them in the mail. I mean, I'm I not saying all that. Seed potatoes. No. Yeah. That's... For regular white potatoes. Yeah. OK. You know what? Garlic and seed potatoes. I can't find. It's killing yeah, me. your voice got way high pitched there. So um, it did. You know what? Because I'm fed up. I may be able to do you that favor. <laughs> you gonna do me a solid? 
Um, uh, so, no, I classified it as a favorite because I want you to know that I'm tracking them. That's absolutely old Batavia seeping back in. <laughs> it jumped back in. But, you know, and um, I, if you're listening, which hopefully you are, and you, yeah, you think, well, see, you know, are you starting sweet potatoes by seed? Well, no, we're not starting them by seed, but it's still part of the process. There is mm-hmm. a space on my shelf for sweet potatoes. So mm, it's me mm-hmm. starting slips and stuff like that. So we'll kind of talk about that because that's totally separates from spring gardening as well. In my mind, you. It, it is. It is. Okay. And it does. I was just thinking to myself, if I had a reason why um, it's the this will be the third year that I've started sweet potato slips. And in both of the years that I have done them. I've put them in my windowsill, which is really interesting given the conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago um, and how little I do in my windowsill yeah. and how I don't move those sweet potatoes flips to the basement with all of the rest of my things. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> so I'm before we go to break out, let's, let's just talk about sweet potatoes right now. Because, oh, good grief. Oh. Well, it's a, it's I feel a quick, like we talked about sweet potatoes all of 2021. Do we have to? Yeah, we do. Because I'm trying something okay. new. All right. So I had somebody reach out to me and they were like, hey, put your sweet potatoes in your greenhouse and that'll help them form slips. Oh, so now all of a sudden you're interested, Batavia. I hear you. I mean, so, I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm a, I'm a garden <laughs> lover. I mean, here we are. I'm committed now. All right, let's go. <laughs> so I had a thought like it's cold in my greenhouse and I, it's, it's not heated really. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that I could, but I had a thought. I was like, why don't I put them on my grow shelf in a pan with a heat mat under it to create humidity because the humidity and the light is what causes them to, I guess, chit. So I've thrown some potatoes in there and we'll see. I've done things like burying them in dirt. I've done, mm-hmm. you know, putting them in water and I'm always mm-hmm. really late. So I started really early this year. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But I feel like keeping them real moist and with the light might help them. So, Well, you know what? This is what we sh- why we shouldn't be resistant. Because it just occurred to me that in my goal of starting sweet potato slips earlier, earlier is like now yeah. for me. Huh. That's where is my schedule? That is not on my schedule. Good thing we had this episode and you insisted on talking about sweet potatoes. We talked about sweet potatoes all of 2021. <laughs> Here we are in 2022. We absolutely did. And I'm still exhausted. <laughs> Just because something good comes from it doesn't mean that I really, really appreciate it. No. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So on that note, I'm going to go um, and we're going to do a, this, take this break and we'll come back and we'll talk about starting seeds in summer. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck. Now that I've finished licking my wounds, I'm ready to go. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah. I mean, if you want to pretend for the people that you're sensitive, then, hey, I'm, you know, I'm more new sensitive year, new me is going to. 
New Year, New Me will go along with this fairy tale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. For you, what is the first seed that you start for summer? Uh, peppers. Really? First in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's Almighty Tomato. Hmm. So let's just chat about this for a bit. So the reason why I start peppers earlier is because I want those plants. They seem to grow slower for me indoors. And I want those plants to be of some size when they go out. Yeah. Um, and tomatoes seem to be on a fast track. So I'm going to say maybe six weeks for tomatoes for me from sowing seed to when I'm okay with them going outside. I feel like peppers, man, I could easily have peppers growing for three months. Yeah, I have uh, 10 weeks or I'm sorry, 16 weeks is what I do for um, tomatoes and peppers. But mm-hmm. but I don't put my peppers out until much later than my tomatoes, like another week or two after. So maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, I don't think I can do that math in my head and put it on a calendar. All in my head. Look, you act like I got this broken down like a science. When I give these dates, this is like in my head how it works. So it's rough. It's everything is rough. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not organized. Oh wait, I got to get my calendar. See, Leonard needs to remind you to take a picture of your tomatoes when they go out because this is where again two years into it being the third year maybe i'm putting my tomatoes out too small maybe i should give them more time in the the grow room well then Mm. let's talk about the first difference in summer veggies versus spring and that would be up potting right so i used to think back in the day i used to think that you you started you all right you good yeah, uh-huh, I'm fine. I'm feeling good, man. Stop trying to pull me into oh, New Year old Batavia. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> you like the dark side of Batavia. I do. I Fighting do. through. I do. But I used to think that you would go and you would put, you grow them in a seed pack, a six cell, and then that's what you got and you put them out. And I, mm-hmm. for some reason in my head, now correct me if I'm wrong, you used to be able to go buy tomatoes in six packs. Is that correct or is that incorrect? You know what? Oh, this is going to get good. So, yes, and you still are. So this is the marketing trap, I'm calling it. Um, If I go to a small, you know, nursery or something, I oftentimes see tomatoes in a six pack. And I can't say for certain, but I'm like 90 plus percent sure that I used to see those in a six pack at your Home Depot or Lowe's. I still see them in a six pack at a different Menards is one of the other kind of home improvement stores we go to. But primarily at Home Depot and Lowe's, I only see like big, like your single tomatoes and you're going to pay four or five, six bucks for it. So the marketing trap is... You basically buy a single tomato for the price that you would buy a six pack somewhere else for. So I yeah, thought I'm that, just saying. but I don't see six packs in anything around me anymore. I feel like it's been a couple years since I have. And even though, <clears throat> even though I agree with you where it's like it's the marketing trap, now mm-hmm. that I'm growing them myself, like really like and spending the time to like up pot them and stuff. And I mean, you want to see pictures, I'll send you pictures or I'll put them on the Instagram 
Um, we have to set a reminder so I can put it on the in, on the backyard gardens TV Instagram. But my tomatoes are about a foot tall, and they're in a six inch pot when I put them out, easily a foot tall, and they've been mm-hmm. repotted once, so they're fairly large when I put them out. Now, if you do a six pack, though, you don't get that right. You get a yep. much smaller mm-hmm. plant because they end mm-hmm. up, and I mean they end up getting root bound in there, so that's not really a t- terrible issue. Because we know how tomatoes grow. Well, if you don't know how tomatoes grow, they will readily grow roots out of their stem. Correct? And if we, yes. And if we break this down, when I say my tomatoes go out kind of small at six weeks, and I do some up potting, uh, but at six weeks, let's call it, it could be just a little bit longer. Uh, my tomatoes don't have, you know, leaf upon leaf upon leaf, right? Maybe I've, um, I may have uh, potted it at like four weeks or something. Yeah. And based on my calendar, based on the time that my calendar has, now it's it's warm enough for it to go outside. Um, but to your point, I I can see and picture what my tomato seedlings look like in the six pack. And I've also seen those in the nurseries, right? I would never buy them in a six pack in a nursery in June, as an example, right? Like that tomato doesn't have enough time in my schedule to basically get to a full size and yada, yada. I'm, I'm delayed if you will and so I get where you're going the part that you're I mean there's work to starting them off up potting them you know more life that they require all of that yields a different price point I think is what you're talking yeah. about when it comes to you know the regular home improvement stores and what they're selling well and you remember last year and I mean granted this is going to be different for us because of our climates but when I was like hey I'm get, I just got my first tomato and you were like son of a bitch Mm-hmm. You know, I that yes, that's because I get warmer earlier than you, but it may also be because I'm also planting out much larger tomato plants than you are. That could be something that has to do with it. So, I mean, I was literally I had some pretty stout plants putting them out last year and I was very happy with the outcome. So what I do is I start them in a six cell and it's like mm-hmm. you like after six weeks or something, they've got like maybe two sets of true leaves mm-hmm. and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Yeah, and they just yeah. They shoot up, and so when they do Even that, some more soil, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you'll notice that difference when they shoot up, and mm-hmm. that's when I repot. And so mm-hmm. I do the whole mm-hmm. thing like you do when you put a tomato in the ground. I clip off the bottom leaves and I bury it as deep as I can, mm-hmm. and then it's not long before I'm having to take them outside in the daytime because I don't have room, yeah, for them anymore. They're just too big, you know. So yeah, that's you know that's. You don't do that for broccoli. You don't do that for cabbage or anything. I mean, you can, but, you know, the idea is not to. But for tomatoes, yeah, you definitely up pot. And I do the same with my peppers, too. So I definitely up pot my peppers as well, because, again, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't put them out until it's pretty much well into the 50s at night. So I put them out and I just let them get as much sun as I can during the day and I leave them out. And they may stay out for a week at a time. And then I pull them back, but they're still growing because you can apply it like it's container gardening, kind of, until it's time to put it in the ground. You know what I mean? Mm, no, I didn't quite catch that. So, like, a lot of people, and I was definitely, like, I used to think, like, oh, I've got to get out of this pot. i got to get out of this pot. It's, it's not going to do anything. But the fact of the matter is, is that plant is going to fill that pot up with roots before anything happens. And if you're up potting, it's going to take a long time for it to do that. So it's the same concept as like, okay, just treat it like, hey, this is a little miniature container garden for right now. 
And then mm-hmm. when it's plenty warm, you put it out. So I'm continuously growing and they've been hardened off for weeks and weeks. I just need the ability to bring them in because I don't want to cover stuff up in my yard. I don't like doing that. Yeah. I don't yeah. have enough towels. <laughs> well, there's the, um, I was talking to, um, a friend's wife, so a, a colleague's wife, and we kind of trade garden like experiences, secrets, or whatever. And she does primarily container gardening. And I don't remember, we've talked about this before. I just don't remember where you and I have. And she had, I remember seeing pictures of her tomatoes, maybe in like June or something, July, maybe. She was getting tomatoes much earlier than I was. And she had tomatoes out in her garden much earlier. And when I was talking to her recently, she said something like, well, you know what? You can just cover it if you're worried about, you know, the weather. And in my mind, you know, again, she could pull together her containers and cover them or whatever have you. But that's not primarily the way I'm growing tomatoes. Um, but it's something to note, right? Um, that is a huge benefit did, to container gardening, too. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. Um, and then something else to note, um, fruiting plants versus a lot of our um, spring crops, while they may come to a head, if you will, they're not necessarily fruiting, right? And that growing pattern is a bit different than, you know, like you talk about you don't up pot your spring vegetables. Um, I don't have great, a great run with starting spring vegetables inside. So there's that. Uh, but in my mind, I have plans on up potting them, but that is something to consider, um, about, you know, maybe it's not needed, but the, um, the speed in which the summer crops seedlings grow and the, the amount of time that you're really trying to get ahead of things when it comes to summer crops. That's why it makes more sense to me for the need to up pot. And so the only reason why you wouldn't would not would be those uh, veggies for summer that just don't like their roots disturbed, Yeah, which in many cases, the recommendation is to direct sow them. But I push the envelope because that's how I roll. Yeah, and there's, I have I have thoughts about that too. So, um, well, <clears throat> let's just go into that. So, there's things like, if again, if you go back and you look at spring, I can't think of too many things that don't like to have their quote unquote roots disturbed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can think of like peas, and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. root vegetables, and that's kind of obvious for me. But um, when it comes down to it, like there are Let's see. What do you know of that doesn't like his roots disturbed for summer? Well, the word on the street is um, uh, squash. Squash. Like I've almost always. Well, anyway, long and short of it, I've not had any issues with transplanting right. uh, squash. Well, and right? they sell them all the time at the stores. That's my exact point. Before I started them myself, I would buy them from the store. Yeah. So obviously, I'm transplanting them. Now you don't um, have to do anything crazy either. I don't mean to interrupt you, but a lot of the knowledge that you can get just comes from walking in the store and looking at the seedlings. Mm-hmm. It's no interruption because you could see the pondering. Like I was trying to get my next thought together. So there was going to be some dead air there. <laughs> uh-huh. That was me trying to fill I, that space. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I appreciate the preemptive strike. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've read okra. Which, but again, yeah. I go back to anytime I've grown okra, I've transplanted it, whether I've purchased a starter or in these last recent years, whether I started it indoors. Um, and generally speaking, in both of those, well, I mean, you can't really speak of 
squash and, and try to figure out what what's the cause of your trouble with squash because clearly that's a whole thing but i've had no trouble with okra no no trouble whatsoever um so i can't even say where oh i could think of oh the plant may have been more prolific if i had no i just i think it's at least in my experience it's been fine to uh direct so like you said um i mean i would guess have i heard beans or i'm mistaken that with peas yeah beans cucumbers yeah. melons there's mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of them that just, yeah. air quotes are flying right now, don't like to have their roots disturbed. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the store and you're buying seedlings, you look and you're not buying any, you're buying all of those from seedling except for beans. I've never seen a green bean as a seedling. I could be wrong. Me either. But I've seen peas for spring, I but not green either. beans. Yeah. I have. So, Which actually brings me to the point of just because it's there. Right. But so a lot of these I think things, it's generally a guy, except for peas and beans, I agree with Batavia and root vegetables. I agree with Batavia. And if they don't like to have their roots disturbed, I still start them from seed inside or outside, but I start them in pots outside and I don't let them go more than four weeks before I put them in the ground. So when you mm-hmm. go to buy your squash seedlings, go buy a squash seedling, take a picture of it and then start a squash seed in a pot and then go back and see when it makes it that squash is only about a month old when you get it. Yep. You know, it's not that old. It barely has its true leaves. So Mm -hmm. at that point, here's my theory. You ready? Drum Mm -hmm. roll, please. Roots being disturbed is that they don't like to be root bound. That's it. I think that if you, as long as you don't let it get root bound, you're going to be good. Hmm. Right. Okay. Mm, I don't think I agree, but it's okay. Well, That's you've been your theory. planting it all this time, right? Have you ever pulled one out of a pot that was absolutely root bound? No, but I, I think that I, I think that the intent of they don't like their roots disturbed is separate and apart from things that have gotten root bound. Well, I just think they're two different things. Yeah, because I mean, when I think of roots being disturbed, <clears throat> I know there's there's multiple definitions out there. But, you know, when usually when I pull a plant out and I'm going to plant it, it depends on what it is. I'll take and spread the roots out with my thumbs and kind of make space around them so that mm-hmm. they'll lay flat and then the roots can grow out instead of just kind of continue to grow down. So I'm imagining that. But also I know that when you pull that pot, that plant out of that pot, it creates stress on the plant. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what they're talking about. So if you don't have your roots all bound up and hitting the sides of the pot and stuff, maybe it's not that big a deal. Cause I've never pulled one out that was like, Oh wow, there's a lot of roots. And I've even put some like winter squashes and stuff in and they grew fine. They just took a long time to settle. I will say that. Cause you know how plants have to kind of get settled in. Yeah. Yeah. Anything needs that in their new home. So, but that's one big difference between spring and summer is you kind of have that root disturb policy going on. Yeah, I think it's, I'm just going to, since we're throwing out theories, I think it's more of those roots that are very fine. And so tomato roots can go wild, right? Yeah. No one, you know, you've heard no one ever say that. You even have people that kind of tease out roots when they plant them. Yeah. Um, and on the flip of it, we're talking about plants that we're saying that perhaps don't like their roots disturbed. I think let's take a look at what those roots look like if you are starting them inside. And if we see a difference in there, they may be very fine roots 
mm-hmm. compared to and more difficult to bounce back compared to those that are, um, you know, more uh, hardy, if you will. Um, root vegetables, it's very, very simple because the thing that, you know, the it's the root, you know, the root is the thing that you're going to harvest. So I get the idea of like starting that in one place and then trying to transplant it. Although I have seen a couple of people do that with beets. Yeah. I've never done beets. And I've heard that they are, they really don't, but again, that's a root crop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't really mess with, you know, anything root crop. I don't really transplant. I don't know why. Maybe I should try. It's on my longer list, but I got, I mean, I have a bunch of things to try. <laughs> I don't, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily have enough room. I don't want to make any more room to start any more indoors. Right. Um, and I can wait for because if we, we go back to the basics, we're getting ahead of the growing season. There's only so many growing days that I have outside for summer crops. And for many of the things that I named, you know, with the exception of like your squash and your cucumbers, many of these other things that I named, if I direct sowed the thing once the weather warmed up enough, I'd never get to like a real harvest. Right. The growing time that I have is just too short outdoors. So I'm starting that earlier. But these root crops, a lot of these that we're talking about for summer, I'm okay with going from like direct sow a seed to harvest in that window. Yeah. I mean, that's the... For me, it's, you know, and that's why I start my tomatoes and peppers at the same time, because I get the beat that kind of, you know, even though I have a fairly long growing season still for a pepper, it's it's not that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think I think I've just committed in the moment. Uh This is totally new year, new potatoes. I can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> like in the moment, I'm going to start my because I'm still like a week off of starting my tomatoes and um, at the airing of this tomatoes and or excuse me, my peppers. I'm still like a, I'm going to start them in February versus in March. And, you know, maybe I'll start them at the same time this year. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is I could have some deficient plants because this gal refuses to do things like fertilize as these things get larger. Right. Um, and worst case scenario about halfway through what would normally be my up to the point where it would normally be my starting time. Maybe I just start another round. We'll see. Yeah. Cause remember I'm also trying to put things out a little bit earlier with the understanding that if they get damaged, I'll have a backup. Right. Well, yeah. There's and that's, a lot that's going on. I think that's a big thing about starting seeds too, is it allows you to push that envelope without that stress and worry because I mean, yeah, you can go and buy another seedling, mm. but who wants to go spend another four bucks when you're just like, hey, yeah. I've got one right here ready to go. Did nothing to start. I didn't even use any extra space. Like you had a six pack. Of, a, and <clears throat> so that's one reason why I used a six pack seed cells. And usually I always start six of everything in that pack. I don't do like one half, like three of this and three of three peppers and three tomatoes in one. I just do it all because I'm like, no matter what, even if I wanted to plant two or three, I'll have extras. There's going to be an attrition rate. I'm going to screw something. I guarantee you, your boy's going to mess something up because I do it every year. Yeah. How many, you know I what I did last year? What I did put you do in last a tomato year? plant and then I cut that bitch right in half. 
I put it in. <laughs> I had to pull it out and start over. You know, it's just it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. All you heard is timber. Yeah. Um, so one of the struggles that I have is um, kind of with the idea of the six pack. This is actually a personal struggle that I have when things are kind of designed for a family of four plus, and mm-hmm. that's not my, you know, my home family. Um, and so, how do you cut back? You know, you could cut recipes in half. Yada yada yada. So the six pack. Um, what I've done is things like okra and cucumbers. I start at the same time. And I actually, I'm pretty sure I, I'm pausing, maybe okra for sure. I'm pretty sure that I up pot one or both of those. But anywho, what I'll do is I'll split the sale, right? So half, three of them will be one thing. Three of them will be another. That's exactly what you said you didn't do. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I do it is because I don't want that many of I don't want six of the thing in my garden a great example is um, I'll do this for tomatoes I'll do use a six pack if I have two different types of tomatoes which I always will I'll do three of one variety and three of another Um, the only pain in the butt it is especially for a like plant is trying to keep them straight you know, so that requires like proper tagging. Um, but if it's a different vegetable that's growing at the same pace, that's the key. Then you'll be able to tell the difference between the leaves and, you know, kind of as the plant grows up, what it looks like. Yeah. So I've learned to tag everything because mm-hmm. I can't. I'm, I'm just I'm like, oh, yeah, this will be. And then every time I get to I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that is. So I just <laughs> tag everything. I call it what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But it's, um, you know, and. <clears throat> And that's, that's the beauty of this is everybody can have their own method. Now, mm-hmm. for instance, I myself only like to grow one, maybe two okra plants, maybe. And so I would probably like in that scenario, I would probably either do that or I would start them. Like I have some little like four inch pots, like singular pots. I may actually start them in that. So they're already separate and they can mm-hmm. grow even longer because Going back to roots being disturbed, I had traditionally always started them from seedlings from a store. And the past two years, I planted them directly in my garden and I wasn't impressed with the way they grew. So that being said, I'm going back to starting the seed. And this year will be Cajun, Jewel, Okra, just for the record. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I'm thinking out. make you sad? Um, no, no, no. I'm trying to digest the, I think I did that with okra as well. Like both of them were three and three of okra, recognizing I wasn't going to, no, I fully had plans on putting all six out. Um, I think I didn't articulate the challenge that I face. It, The six packs um, lead me to start more than I really want to start even with the attrition, even and it's, I've just not in these last couple of years being been in a position and maybe it's the pandemic. I don't know to offload those extras. Um, and it does add a tinge of what do you do with what's ultimately a healthy seedling, a healthy transplant. But anyway, that's my issue. Yeah. And I agree with that too. I mean, cause you don't want to spend the time or the resources raising a six pack and mm-hmm. then only using one and getting rid of five. So there's that. Come on, say that for me. Yep, that's what I meant. That's that's when you edit this. Please edit it so it's my voice that says those words. Okay, I'll deep fake it. 
yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'll start to listen to everything else. I'm going to deep fake. I love growing <laughs> herbs. They are the best. That's going to come from Batavia's voice. Oh, shoot. Have I, has I have authorized you to do one? Now it's completely open. What is, as I watch, like, I'm on season 13 of Law and Order. It's the, well, you open the door, counselor. That's that's one thing that the judges always say. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Are you really going back and binge watching Law and Order? Mm-hmm. It's um, I am. It is something that I can fall asleep to. I can multitask to. Um, I know what to expect. Yeah. There's a comfort there. We yeah. are so different. Mm-hmm. We are so. Isn't different. that the best part of us? So right now, totally off the you know off the subject. I'm watching um, Below Zero, <laughs> the reality show that- in Alaska where all the homesteaders and stuff. Oh. Yep, and one person. Is as a matter of fact, they grow eighty percent of their food in their garden in Alaska. So interesting. Yeah, they built a greenhouse on their homestead. It's interesting. I've not heard of it, um, and I like reality TV shows. I've done a lot more dramas and scripted shows, and yeah, I used to be a real big fan of them. Like, or at least one someone that watches them often. And I don't so much anymore, but I do. That is intriguing. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, anyways. <clears throat> Back to the subject at hand, though. So we've talked about up potting, which is totally different. We've talked about mm-hmm. root disturbing, which is different. We've talked about slips, you know, sweet potato slips, which is different, right? Mm-hmm. What else is different from spring seeds that you know of? Can you think of anything? I think there's more secession opportunity to secession yeah. sow indoors. Depending on where you live, I would say. Yeah, very good clarification. I was trying to figure out if, if there was a, a name that I could give secession. So, like, is it something different? But anywho, uh, very good point. So, things like cucumbers, I can in my area. I'm in zone six. Whoop whoop. Um, I can secession sow those if I so choose. Um, ah, <laughs> new year, new me. I'm not going to even acknowledge that. Was that was so innocent the way you looked at me, too. It was so I, I innocent. I know the place you're trying to take me. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Zone six is going to be enough. Um, so cucumbers is a good example. Um, if, if, if you were starting beans, which makes me really, because I don't think I've ever tried it, tried indoors. And so now I'm kind of like, huh. Yeah, you I know, don't, I'm not I don't make need any promises. to. That's my problem is I just don't need to. I don't to. need to either, but I'm just like, huh. But if I were to do something like that, um, let's see, squash, summer squash, yeah. you could do that as well. Succession. So indoors, succession start. I don't know. I don't You guys get what I'm saying. Um, well, why are we success? Why is it that succession sowing is so much better indoors for summer vegetables versus spring? I'm setting you up there. I know, and, and you you're still it. trying to pull this. Given this is, you're still trying to figure out how much of New Year New Me is left. Because I hate this <laughs> all <laughs> year long. <laughs> all year, Batavia hates this. Um, so I, I believe my view on this uh, is that your season is longer to yeah. grow these crops than it is for like your spring garden. Like I like to look at it for my spring garden, which I'm uber excited about this year. It's kind of like almost one and done. Right. I think lettuce is a great example of something that I could, you know, sow a couple of times outside. Um, but, you know, kind of your brassicas and things like 
I'm getting them in. And, and if, if they don't bolt, <laughs> you know, I'm getting them out just that one round of them. Um, but summer crops, especially, so let me clarify summer crops that have a short from seed to harvest time frame, and squash and cucumbers are those crops for me. Um, I believe you can succession sow tomatoes where I really can't. Don't talk about what I want to talk about next. Don't do that. Uh-huh, That's old uh-huh. Batavia New Year. That's what happens when you give me the setup. <laughs> There's an alley-oop happening yeah. here. And guess what? So I'm bringing down the rim. So typically, I have not succession sowed tomatoes. And this year will be different because I can, in fact... So first of all, I get a disease every year that wipes out my tomatoes. And so this will allow me to say, oh, I have a disease. Let me get it out of here. Cut it out and then get another one in. Right. That is in memory of Bob Saget. So even though he didn't do it, mm-hmm. but it was Full House. So mm-hmm. we, we're we going to do that this year for sure. And just in general, like when things start to die out, like it'll be nice to have an extra tomato around. Now for it's funny that I kind of brought up disease because it's the same for cucumbers. When my cucumbers succumb to disease, which they inevitably will, I will be mm-hmm. able to put in another cucumber right there. Yeah. If I des- decide to do so. Same with the squash and stuff like that. And so it can be as a fail safe because, you know, the squash fine borer is going to come. So, boom, we can put another one in. Or, or we can do like, we can prolong our harvests on these things mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. some things will kind of die out. I don't want to say die out, but they just really stop producing as well. I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And, and it's not another I've been able to crack. Um, but I, I kind of feel like it's not something that I've really tried to dig into. I just accept it for that's the way that my garden is. Like I've never, ever gotten a cucumber plant as an example from planting all the way through like frost. Yeah. Me right. You know, um, even all the way through like cooler weather. Right. You know, so the plant, whether or not it's producing or not, I haven't even touched on, I'm talking about the plant remaining healthy. Um, you talked about kind of spreading your harvest out, but there's also something to be said about, you know, and I don't remember if we mentioned it last week, but also when it comes to summer crops, um, and mainly for summer crops, because now the the, the bugs are out, you know, yeah. you're, you're good and bad bugs. And the idea of what you're starting in, indoors, the assumption is it's a stronger plant going out. Yeah. Right. Versus the thing you're direct sowing, because a lot of what we've talked about, um, a lot of people can direct sow. Right. If, if you kind of remove peppers and tomatoes, maybe eggplants, which no one's mentioned yet, but they are on the list. Shame yeah. on us both. Um, and I'm definitely growing so couple- eggplants. Yeah, a couple of those things, you know, you just need a, a longer timeline. Um, but these other things you can direct sow. Um, but they're going to come from seed and emerge and they're going to have to fight off whatever is going to attack them. And so if I can give my cucumber plant as an example, uh, a head start from a timing perspective and even give it a fighting chance, a better fighting chance with that second round that I've direct or started indoors. I mean, I want to do that. Yeah. Now I will uh, succession. So um, for spring vegetables, I will succession. So lettuce continuously throughout the year i'm going to try that this year i'm going to try and keep a Mm -hmm. lettuce harvest of some sort once things start to warm up all the way as much as much as i can i'm going to really start that because i feel like that's kind of the missing part piece to my puzzle and Mm -hmm. um other than that though as far as spring goes because like kale 
I mean, I can harvest a whole kale plant instead of cut and come again, but at the same time, mm-hmm. like, why would I want to? You know, I get tired of eating yeah. kale. And I mean, I've got a lot of really big kale plants right now, and they're kind of making yeah. me tired of eating them. So it's a nice break. But, you know, when you go into like direct sowing into the garden, which we're not really going to touch on too much here, but succession planting, there's a lot of that going on mm-hmm. with summer. And there's mm-hmm. none of that for spring. So let me ask you something unrelated to succession sowing indoors. Is there, there's a window for you. I was, I was trying not to be you there. Is there a window where you have your spring seedlings indoors and your summer seedlings overlapping? Like they're both on the, you know, the growing shelves. Okay. Yeah. So right now I had to leave. um, I have four shelves. Is it four or three? I believe it's four. I have four shelves and I had to leave one of them empty so I could get my first batch in. And if my Mm -hmm. timing is right, which I hope, I really hope it is, then I will be able to do that. But, and so last year, this is where I screwed up is last year I went through and I filled every single shelf up, but when it was time to up pot, Mm -hmm. I, now Mm -hmm. I had no room for anything and I had plants like overflowing outside I was like oh shit what do I do I was moving stuff in the greenhouse I'll be praying like please don't die please don't die I just didn't have enough room so you know there's there's that issue but so hopefully this year I've kind of because I'm trying to do thing again last year was the first year where I grew every single thing by seed that (laughs) I planted so this is the second year that I'll do that so that was a learning curve so this year there'll be more. But now that I know how much space when I up pop my tomatoes are going to take, they're going to take a lot. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can start one 10 by 20 tray and I get 36 plants out of that. But then when I take those 36 plants and there's going to be, we're just talking your nightshades. So we're talking tomatoes, peppers, and eggplants. And I put those into the six inch pots that I up pot in. Then you, you all of a sudden now you're going into extra space because mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. that same tray that's 10 by 20. This is what I learned last year. 10 by 20 takes holds 36 cells of plants. It only holds six plants in a six inch pot. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can see how like one will take up all of my space. So in each shelf yeah. holds four trays. So I can't even get a whole tray of 36 cells on when I up pot them. So I have to keep that in mind. Does yeah, I ended sense? up getting a second. Yeah, it does. I actually just defaulted to getting a second shelf. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I've you know. limited out mm-hmm. on my, I have to like limit myself. This is what I have mm-hmm. to work with. And, yep. you know. <clears throat> I had a third shelf in my cart and the coupon code that I was going to use expired. Oh, I'd and be it's pissed. probably a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't buy it because it expired. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but it's probably, it probably works out better, you know, so it's, instead of like basically buying another shelf, which means buying more lights, perhaps, you know, this gal should really evaluate what I'm starting, what I need to up pot, right? You know, um, how soon I'm getting things off to harden off, outside to harden off. Um, we didn't talk about herbs, um, but there are definitely some herbs that I'll be planting out in the summer that I'll start indoors, things like basil. Um, I've had cilantro on my list for a couple of years to start indoors, but I don't think I ever get to it. I don't know why. Yeah, I missed cilantro well, all the way around last year. It kind of upset me. Yeah, because I mean, I think... In part, cilantro is just one example, but there's also the whole idea of like it really likes it cooler anyway. Yeah, damn. Um, you know what? You're my, I'm going to go start cilantro right when we hang up. Yeah. I'm going to start my cilantro. But look, 
Let's not trip. I got to do the recipe of the day. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners. All right, it's cold days, so you know what that means? We're going to take our sweet potatoes from last year, and we're going to take our beans from last year, and we're going to make black bean sweet potato chili. So, yeah. Super oh. easy, though. Go ahead. Oh, go, I just, I, I'm just ready for it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so, and I take that back. I didn't, black beans are something I'm growing this year, so next year we'll be doing them. Um You're going to take three sweet potatoes. You're going to dice them, peel them, dice them. And I use dry beans. So if you're going to use dry beans, soak them, do all that stuff. Uh, If you want to use canned beans, it's two cans of beans. And then one onion you use. And then I add in some of my kale. So I add in a handful of kale leaves, chopped up nice, finely, de-stemmed and all that stuff. And I put mine in a pressure cooker. So if you don't have a pressure cooker, like an Instapot or something like that, you definitely cook it on the stove. Um, And basically what you're going to do if you're going to cook it on the stove and you're using dry beans is you're going to either time for the dry beans to be done. That's how you're going to use your time. Or if you're using canned beans, then you need to time for your sweet potatoes to be done. So either one. But I used a pressure cooker and I put the onions in. I put the black beans in after they soaked for a while and I put the sweet potatoes and then I put two tablespoons of chili powder, one tablespoon of cumin, one tablespoon of thyme, one tablespoon of paprika. If you have smoked paprika, good. And if you don't have smoked paprika, then you can put liquid smoke in. And I just gave it a good healthy squirt of liquid smoke and then salt pepper and you stir it up and then I squirt a little bit of honey in just to give it a little sweetness stir it up and then I pressure cook mine for eight minutes because that's how long it takes to cook the beans if not and you're using dry beans and I would cook it I would saute the onion and then I would add the beans and I would start boiling them with the potatoes and I would do that and I would get it to a boil and I would simmer it for about uh, I would say about three hours probably is what it's going to take to cook the beans. Maybe less, you know, just keep an eye on it. Keep messing with it. But, oh, I forgot to tell you, two cans of tomatoes, two cans of fire roasted tomatoes. Woo, lost that. So I was able to use my canned tomatoes for my garden. This year I'm going to can my own fire roasted tomatoes as well. So I got to figure that out. I don't even know what that means. But, um, and then two tablespoons of... Or no, a can of tomato paste. Damn, I forgot like the main ingredients. So potatoes are the shake of the head. 
I was like, did I zone out? What's the yeah. like, what's the liquid here? Like, did I, did I miss something? Yeah, and then you add two cups of Good water, save. and you can use a broth or something like that if you want. If you mm-hmm. use dry beans, I put four cups of water in because it's going to use more. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of you know it, a lot of people like using dry beans, some people don't. So you just go back and forth. But other than that, you just cook it, and it's delicious. And then when it's done, I like to add saltines into mine. And um, some people, my wife, she likes to add in. Um, Tortilla chips, and we mm. add, I add saltines, so you can do that. Cheese, a little bit of hot sauce. What's Chipotle, the name of this again? Sweet potato black bean chili. I don't okay. know. So I um I watch uh, Yellowstone. It's and dude, everybody keeps Google telling me to sh- watch it. Yeah, Google the show. Decide to watch it or not. I've recommended it to a trusted trusted friend, and they've not been able to get into it. And I get it, but I'm a fan. So anyway, in one of the recent episodes, kind of closing out the season, there was this argument about if beans are added to chili, is it really chili? So. Uh, I guess maybe in Texas, you don't add beans to chili. Um, I'm a lover of beans. So, there's like, all kinds of that's different how kinds I of chilies, though. You know, you could have an entire cookbook about chilies. Yeah, for sure. And they're all, the only thing they have similar is they all use chili powder. Mm. So, except I'm for down, maybe a white man. bean chili. This is the, yeah, probably not. This is the first time in a long time that I've started writing down the the recipe because I didn't want to wait for like the episode to air. Yeah, it's a good one. I am and all about this. So the conundrum I had though is I was like, all right, I'm going to make a big pot of it and then I'm going to can it and I'm going to have cans mm-hmm. of chili, right? So then I go to do it. I'm like, well, shit, I didn't look it up. So the, t- the potatoes are like real soft. So if yeah. I pressure can those, <clears throat> then they're going to turn to mush. So I was reading about it. I'm like, yeah, you got to pressure can them for like 90 minutes. And I was like, yeah, no, Ugh. that's not going to happen. Like that's just a you, nightmare. You know how I'm I um I just finished the jar of gumbo. Remember my holiday gumbo? Mm-hmm. I froze one jar for like basically two servings. And I had been in January, I was just like, oh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until February. I have to wait until February. Like, you know, because otherwise why did I even freeze it? I could have just ate, you know, ate the rest of it. Uh, but I totally put that in a couple of jars and put them in the freezer. I use the, the ball jars for um, freezing as well. There are a couple of distinctions that you have to make, you know, making sure there's head space, yada yada yada. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't freeze in glass jars. I've had some issues. So. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's definitely the, the potential of it. Um, there, the shattering. I've not had it yet, but you know, there's also some great regular plastic Tupperware you can use. Right. So. Yeah. So. But that's, it's, it's, it's a thing. Like I grew up with, um, a lot of freezing, Instead, you know, like that was the way that we preserve food. So it's kind of it comes natural to me as far as that's where my mind goes. Um, I can see that. I'm going to freeze it for sure. Uh, the problem I have with freezing it is I usually and like right now in my freezer, I have a big thing of um, some kind of soup that I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also I also um, I don't know what, what what would you call it like the liquid from the gumbo I froze that as well because you know at some point I had a bunch of it um, I also invested in a new deep freezer last year so that's you'll see me lean towards that a yeah. bit more um, so that's just to be fair uh, be transparent there so did we cover off on the differences you think 
and enough tips to kind of get people going in their in their summer seeds. What do you think? Yes. Okay. I think so. If you're listening to this and you just stumbled onto this, I should have said this in the beginning. So dumb. Go back and listen to the spring one because we really talk about the process of starting seeds. And then you can kind of, if you don't know how to start seeds, that'll help you because we talk Mm -hmm. about spring seeds and then we talk about how to start seeds in general. And so this is meant to kind of Mm -hmm. be a part two, which we'll probably label it as a part two. It makes sense. Duh. So, um, but that'll, (laughs) that'll kind of help you get, get going with that. So, um, I just, you know. We talked about doing this and I just, I think it's really good practice if you don't start all of your seeds just to know what it takes to start seeds and to try every once in a while. And I mean, even if you don't do a lot, like just start some of the easy, easy ones like squash seed, you know, or a melon. Don't go crazy. If I could, I'm pretty big on like, I experience what I experience when I need to experience it. But if I were to change a thing about kind of starting seeds, I would have started them earlier indoors when my garden was smaller yeah it's a lot easier when you have a smaller garden it's more Mm -hmm. manageable Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um on that note everybody thank you for being here thank you for listening to us next week we will continue with our seed conversation in some form or fashion so be prepared for that. And we just really want these, you know, we feel like this is the good time for you guys to get enough knowledge to get kind of get going and maybe mm-hmm. push somebody into taking the jump. But um, thank you so much for being a part of us, of the show. And we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you. And till next week. Six weeks until spring. Oh, oh see ya. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.